Today's podcast is brought to you by PIRN, the Pokemon Internet Radio Network, streaming music all day, every day, from the Pokemon games, anime, and more. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 170th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I am your host, SBJ, and with me today, I have Will. Outrage! Outrage and calamity, I swear. Every time I try to record and thank, uh, what's his name, Genetic Insect for giving me that mana fee, the recording gets lost, so now I have doomed this recording to the... Uh, I don't know, lost recordings in another 100 episodes. You release the episodes that you claim to have not recorded. Uh, and, uh, oh, you find them in the, the back annals of your hard drive. I mean, I have one episode I could release with Sean, but it doesn't sound very good. But the other episode with Melanie was lost. Yeah, sure. Just <laughs> just because I said thank you to Genetic Insect, who goes by Genesect on Twitter, for giving me a mana fee, you, you had to erase the files. It's very X Files of you, Steve. It's, it's the spite do, do, I carry. With yes. Um, also on our episode today, number one hundred and seventy. If I didn't already state that, uh, we have another Kickstarter bagger. You can see a, a common pattern here of of how the episodes have been going, but they've been good. I think all the Kickstarter backers have been great up to this point. So we have Greg with us today, and he has big shoes to fill. I do. Hello and welcome to me. Greg, I actually, uh, I've known you on Twitter. You've been, uh, I've been following you for quite a while. You've been following me uh, probably in the early days of Pokemon Podcast. So for our listeners to get in, to get to know you a little bit better, when did you start listening to the show? I want to say I started listening to the show around 23, 24, 25, somewhere in there. And then I went back and started from one and then have been listening ever since. That's so weird that people always go back. Well, Not it's always. like you would talk about how horrible the first ones were, and I'm like, well, how bad, <laughs> honestly, could they be? And then I learned that you were not lying. <laughs> Brutal honesty. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, how, did, how did you discover the show? What made you want to listen to a Pokemon podcast? I want to say that so I have a bunch of podcasts that I was listening to, and I never could find a Pokemon podcast that I liked or that lasted. So I usually would do, like, every few months or so, just run a search and, like, okay, is there anything out there? And then yours showed up, and so I'm like, okay, I'll see if this one lasts. <laughs> and it has. Oh, boy, so we lasted. Way too long. Uh, Greg, what's your, uh, what's your favorite Pokemon? This is a tough question. I generally tie with two, which is Rosalia and Sableye, but I kind of like the whole Rosalia line. 
Um, and I also like Mega Save Alive. So I flip between those two. Um, if ever pushed, I will say Rosalia is my favorite. All right. I mean, I no Florges, but whatever. Well, you can't have everything. I mean, no Sunflora. But nothing is a Sunflora. <laughs> nothing matches no. the majestic <laughs> presence of a Sunflora on the field. That's true. The old Sunflower Pokemon. But I mean, if you want beauty, grace, charm, you go with Florges. If you want, you know, stuck together with duct tape on your cardboard catwalk in whatever club, in whatever trashy Midwestern city, you go with, you know, Roserade, Roselia. This is not true. Why, why is there some sick burning coming from Will? Because Will is a hater from way back. <laughs> exactly. Very <laughs> Right. If this was RuPaul's Drag Race, Greg would be back in the wrong queen. I would not. I would be <laughs> yep. with the winner. Yep. Yep. I would be... Um, Girl, don't even get started with me. I mean, Rose Raid, Sashay, You Stay <laughs> is pretty much how that goes. I think, I think we have to have this uh, up to a vote for the listeners of which is the classiest queen of all the Pokemon, Florges or Rose Raid. Some animator out there needs to make... Florges and Roserade lip sync for their life. <laughs> and we just figure out what song they would sing. All right, for our, for our listeners, we'll make this a uh, a real contest. So either after this episode is posted on Twitter or on our SoundCloud page, either one, you can comment. Uh, let us know which uh, grass type Pokemon you like better, Florges or Roserade. Well, that's unfair because Florges is fairy type. Hey, they're both in the grass family. I don't care what their typing is. They're both plants. <laughs> they actually work really well together on the field. Yes, they know. support each other backstage. <laughs> I mean, they, it's all sis- you're all sisters until you're out on the catwalk. Well, this is true. <laughs> That's how that shakes down. What does this episode become? <laughs> <laughs> what were you expecting, Steve? Yeah, I don't know what I got myself into. Um... <laughs> we got a uh, exciting show for you guys today. Exciting in the fact that there has been no new Pokemon game announced, uh, go figure, but we do have some news articles to run through. Uh, we're going to then get Greg's opinion on Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And then we have uh, Item of the Week and Pokemon of the Week. And uh, yeah, that'll be our entire show for you guys. Uh, before we dive into that show... Let's recap our weekends real quick. We'll start with uh, Will here. Anything exciting, thrilling? It looks like you went for a six-mile run this morning. I certainly did. That's not particularly thrilling or exciting. Dude, I I skipped an album release party last night so we could play Destiny because House of Wolves starts on Tuesday. House of Wolves, yeah, Tuesday. And we got to get all our Queen's bounties in for whatever, <laughs> whatever purpose that's going to accomplish for us. And... Uh, I got the, what is it called? The ether key? The treasure key? Treasure key. Yeah, got the treasure key. Prison of Elders. You got no treasure key. Nope. nope. But we'll try again later today before the real event for the weekend. <laughs> when, uh, wait, who's going to win it? Dag nabbit. Oh, the fatal four-way. Yeah. Who was I saying is going to win it? Oh, I said uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. So let this be the prediction. Roman Reigns is going to walk away from WWE payback with the heavyweight title. And I'm really sad because I, I wanted to go. It's up in Baltimore, but just nobody to go with. And uh, don't feel safe going to Baltimore on my own. <laughs> no, that's not true. 
I uh, like going by my own. Yeah, I don't think I could ever go to any event alone. Not even like a movie or I, I have a hard enough time going to a restaurant alone. That's why unless I'd like take it to go. Unless really? it's B dubs or Noodles and Company. You walk in and pick it up and walk out. Yeah, yeah. I just can't sit there by myself. Yeah, I have to go to a lot of things alone. I've gone to every Pokemon mall tour that has ever been that's come into my region. And I'm always there by myself, uh, which now is getting even more creepy as I get older. I sort of never no, dead without a without kids. You got to fight the creep factor, man. It, there's <laughs> nothing creepy about enjoying Pokemon. That's true. People That's just fair. need to get over their own problems. I remember the the only thing that I went alone to that was probably like a big like scale release was the seventh Harry Potter book. I I was went to the launch party by myself. Oh, I actually had a friend to go with me for that. And like, it was it like, was really release. like depressing. I was really bummed out. I was just like standing in line by myself and then everyone's like talking and chatting and doing Harry Potter stuff and I, I just got my book and I left. Oh, that's super sad. Did you stay up all night reading as much until your eyes closed? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's did. That's what that. I did too. That's true. But I mean, I, I guess I'm lucky with Irene. She digs Pokémon and she digs wrestling and for the and most part, we like everything. I don't get the wrestling thing, but I, I'm solid with everything else. <laughs> the thing, too, about Irene is, like, she's so social where you are not. Where, like, if you guys are in line together, she'll just talk to everybody else in line. Yeah. And make friends while she's in line. Yeah, oh, it's good to have a person like that around. Yeah, I'm trying to learn that from her. That's the thing about me is, like, people think I'm, like, super, like, yo, you host a podcast, you're really talkative kind of thing. And it's, like, when... When I'm like out at like an event, I'm actually like really quiet and really laid back. Yes, do not talk to Steve in public. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll be nice and I'll try to have a conversation. But I never know what the expectations of me are when people meet me. Uh, stardom, <laughs> classic. The but that Pokemon famous stardom. You know, uh, Greg, anything exciting happened every- for you this weekend or week? Uh, so with well, this upcoming game, I'm on vacation, so I'm excited that I started my vacation. Oh, that is exciting. I don't work my birthday week anymore. It's a rule for my work life. <laughs> I'm not oh, nice. working. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. Um, and then what did I do this weekend? Yesterday was uh, Dungeons and Dragons Day, so I played in my D&D campaign yesterday. Oh, that's super awesome. I think that's like the only tabletop game that we haven't tried. Yeah, I haven't tried it, but I've wanted to. Oh, it's fun. No, 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 no. It's no, super not. fun. If I move to Milwaukee, possibly, but <laughs> no, don't do it on your own. Well, you can't do it on your own. I mean, the the problem I would run into is I don't think I could find... I can't even find a consistent enough group to play board games weekly, and board games are pretty low maintenance when it comes to comparing it to Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, you do need consistent, committed people to show up. And that is almost impossible. Like most of my groups are now bi-weekly because that's about the best we can do for scheduling. Every other week. And then if we miss a week, it's like, oh, we haven't played in a month. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, that stinks. That's rough. I mean, that's why, I mean, not to harp on Destiny or something, but that's why I kind of like Destiny because you can get a bunch of people together fairly easy and just kind of talk the talk as you. I mean, I I understand that from my WoW days. Yeah, so, and that's why I liked days. WoW when I was when I was really into WoW. I had like three or four people to play with consistently, and um, once they fell off, it was like I had no point in playing yeah. WoW. 
That's the downfall of all MMOs is if you don't have a solid group of friends playing, it's, you can't access most of the content unless they have a really good random group matching system and then you don't really know who you're going to get, but you don't have to talk to those people much, so you just do what yeah. you have to do and get out. Destiny's 50-50 like that. Right, like with the strikes and stuff, you can do random matching, but then for some of the bigger stuff, you have to have your own group. Oh, but even with random matching, we've never gotten anyone good. Oh, Wreck-It Ralph! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, my my, my week, uh, also very boring. Um, Just Destiny and, uh, and wrestling tonight, which is, it is what it is. Well, who's your prediction for the Fatal Four Way? Uh, I want Roman Reigns to win, but he won't. I, I think Seth uh, Seth Rollins <laughs> will retain. I think you're so wrong on that. Who's going to win uh, tag team? Tag team. Uh, I think Tyson Kidd and Cesaro will win, and then they will lose it at the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Although, do you think the Elimination Chamber is actually for the Intercontinental title so that they have a competition to re-get it? Yeah, yeah, I think the eliminate. They have already said that the elimination chamber will have the intercontinental title, and the, there Where will be a tag team that? match. Uh, the dirt sheets. Oh, you gotta stop reading, <laughs> kids. Stop reading. You ruin your entertainment if you read everything. Books yeah. ruin movies. It's like when you watch a superhero movie. You know what's gonna happen at the end. I don't watch the superhero movies. Oh well. The you know only good many, one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you know how many Avengers movies I've seen? Zero. Zero D zero. No Iron Man, no Hulk, no Captain America, no Avengers on its own. None of it. You know what? I watched no Daredevil. And I spent more money on comics in the 80s than you two have earned combined in your entire lifetime. Oh, we can throw down. You have not seen my comic collection that I started when I started collecting comics in the 80s. I think we could go toe for toe for money spent. I gave all mine away. I haven't given mine away. I still have my first edition Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles down there somewhere. Quieted away. If it's not Marvel, it's no good, man. Well, I have (laughs) have the entire (laughs) run-up. Says the guy who hasn't seen any of the Marvel movies. That was the 80s. It's not the 80s anymore. Well, the new X-Men movie, the next one, will be set in the 80s. No, that's fine. I watched Days of Future Past. I said Avengers movies, not X-Men movies. Avengers zero, movies are fun. They're zero, not much more than that, though. Zero interest in the Avengers stuff, but I really liked Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy a good movie. I saw it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, well, we're 14 minutes in, and we haven't really talked about Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon. So if you guys are still with us, before we, we jump too deep into news, uh, we just launched our Patreon uh, last Monday, and... If you don't know what Patreon is, it is like a um, donation system like Kickstarter, except it goes every month. Uh, so we have four uh, reward tier levels, a dollar, $5, $12, and $35. You can technically donate whatever you want, but if you donate a dollar, it will charge you every month uh, $1. I know, very pricey, very pricey, but uh, you can, for a dollar, you'll get access to our Slack community, which is uh, over 40 members now, and... Uh, it's a good place for training and battling, and there were some free-for-all battles going on. There was. And I believe next weekend we're doing a Mario Kart tournament um, in our Slack community. Obviously, 
not in Slack, uh, in Mario Kart, but Slack is where everyone's been talking and organizing it. And then if you do something like $5 a month, uh, you'll get some, you'll get some stickers every couple months and stuff like that. So if you want to support the show, uh, head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective, which is the name of our podcast, or just search for it's super effective Patreon. Um, and, uh, you can support us and yeah, that's it. It's just the money we will go to, we'll go to making the show better, uh, new equipment, new services, stuff like that. We like to try stuff and sometimes stuff isn't free. And so, uh, that little bit of money lets us do things that are outside our normal scope. Um, yeah. And definitely for that Slack community, you know, Steve and I are in there pretty much all of our waking hours and, uh, and that's like, I mean, I've seen not only have I done free for alls with people, right? I did a free for all with, with Greg and Dallas yep. and Drew. Um, but, you know, trading, you know, people yeah. have set up trades and I, you know, I, I'm always down to help people uh, who need to complete a Pokedex and, and getting them stuff that they need or doing a, a rotation where like I'll give them a, a event Pokemon or something and then they just trade it back to me so that they can have it recorded. Um, so, it, I mean, it really works, right? And people it's a great are doing community. It. And uh, and I have the highest Jeopardy score of anyone, and I make sure to earn ten thousand dollars a day so that I will continually have the highest Jeopardy score of anyone. Your Jeopardy score is intimidating. It is really. It is really <laughs> because I'm obsessed. And then when Steve says things in the chat, like, "How do you know all this?" It just makes me want to earn more. <laughs> How do I know all that, Steve? Because I'm old. So, so far, our listeners, there's a, actually a, a Jeopardy bot that's built into that we integrated with Slack. So uh, you can just say, you can just ask for the bot to give you a question, and then if you get it right, he awards you digital money. And then if you get it wrong, he takes away digital money. So I think like Will has like thirty five thousand dollars, and no, I'm above forty thousand. Thank you. And Kay has like negative seventeen thousand. <laughs> yeah, I think I have two hundred dollars. Yeah, I think, it, <laughs> I think I have like six hundred. Um, and and um, sometimes during the day, uh, I, if I notice people are using the Jeopardy bot, I will swoop in and steal answers. <laughs> I will. Yeah, answer I've seen you do that, like <laughs> like a true Jeopardy star. <laughs> get to that buzzer first. Um, there's also a, a, a shuffle, a Pokemon Shuffle channel where a lot of people have been discussing strategies to beat uh, Reggie Rock, which leads us right into our news. Uh, Pokemon Shuffle added Reggie Rock as, as well as uh, a couple more stages. I think ten stages in total. Um, so from 181 to 190, they added Sneasel, Delusion, Snorlax, Granbull, Frogadier, Girder, Quadillion, Shellgun, Braxian, and Steelix. And the... I am so confused. What is Delusion? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Did I say Delusion? Delusion. Yeah. Duosion? Yes, Duosion. Yes. What's Quadillion? Quadillion, man. He's a square... <laughs> Squirrel. What are you talking about? <laughs> is it supposed to be Quilladin? Yeah, yeah. Quilladin? Yeah. <laughs> is this the part when we try to decipher what you call Pokemon? I mean, wow. if, if I said it right, you guys wouldn't be entertained. This is true. Uh, I know, but that was so heinous. I was like, is that a number? Quadillion? Million, billion, trillion, quadillion. Quadillion, man. I don't know if that's better or worse than Blastoids. No, the only one I care about people saying correctly is Cofagrigus. Yeah. That is the one. 
that I that I wish people would all say Cofagrigus. Yeah, you can you can really mess that one up. You can egregiously. Yes, um, you can. So so famously with this update, uh, they added Regirac, which is probably the hardest. I would say the hardest Pokemon yet to be added in Shuffle. It makes me not want to play the game. Stop! You can always just ignore him. You don't. No, I catch can't. Them all. You I have a problem. Mm. Regirac yeah. is real close to making me spend money to turn on all the bonus factors. Yeah, the problem with Regirock is not that it's uh, like difficult to make matches. It's just that he's a damage sponge. Yeah. So even if you're doing like high number, high number value attacks, he just soaks them up and doesn't take his damage meter doesn't go down. Yeah. That that's the killer thing about old Regirock. So I think so. I was using Mega Lucario for a while because he's he's my strongest Pokemon Shuffle. I think he's level yeah. seven. Almost, nice, almost keep, level eight. Keep bragging about that Mega Lucario. Oh, that I will. You have no, that don't worry, I, I will. Do not have. Okay, rubbing, mm-hmm. rubbing that right in. Enjoy that. But I think the Shuffle channel in Slack and uh, and everyone has kind of decided that Mega Mawile is actually more useful than Mega Lucario. That is what I am using. That's what I've been. That's what I switched to, and I've been having more success with it. But still, I have not yet beat him. I have not either. Yeah, I think Mega Mawile and a what is the one that reduces complexity? Complexity reducer probably would be your best bet. Oh, the nine thousand one. The nine thousand yeah, coins. Yeah, because that uh, that makes it so that you'll have more. Um, chains right when you have the complexity reducer yeah. and i think that's just what you need to because it i mean if you imagine in pokemon shuffle having the chains happen is really a damage multiplier right one move outputs much more damage when you can have chain after chain after chain of damage going up there see if so, I, I haven't spent any coins yet but i feel like if i would it would be the mega start and then it would be the more damage because I would spend the first probably 10 turns just getting Mawile to Mega Evolve. I tried with Mega Start and it didn't make a difference for me, which was very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I've been using uh, Groudon, and I think he has an ability that can uh, inhibit disruption. So I've been using Sceptile for the higher damage when uh, there's more health left, which has gotten me the closest yet but i still haven't beaten it really i might actually move septile off my team i feel like he's he's just still not outputting enough damage hmm. i've been doing groudon kyogre and uh mawile and who else would do stuff i i, I was also using kyogre because he's one of my strongest yeah i have yeah. Kyogre. i was gonna go groudon but my groudon's level one so it's just not where the other ones are. Level that dude up, man. Oh, Lucario is my other one. And I have Lucario. Yeah, Lucario is my other one. But what's been killing me, actually, lately has been Moltres. I can't... uh... Is Moltres the 15-second one? No, he's a minute. He's a full minute, but I just... I I can capture him, but the capture percentage is so low that I, I can't get him into a Pokeball. I think the only expert one I'm missing besides Genesect is Exernius. I haven't gotten Exernius, Evital, or 
Blaziken, and I haven't got enough S ranks to unlock everybody else yet. Blaziken, I think I wasted two great balls on because I just didn't want to do it again. <laughs> it's just a terrible stage. Yeah, it's frustrating. And then Mewtwo, I think I spent almost every upgrade to even get Mewtwo. Oh boy, things to look forward to. And these are better than Regirock? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in theory. Yeah. I've at least defeated them. That's true. Uh, another uh, another pro tip. Um, this is the like third time the Rotoms have come back around. Uh, maybe the second time. But if you've already captured them, if you do them again you, uh, the first time in a day, you still get 200 coins upon completion. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I, I never know thought that. about the coins. Yeah. I need to get my coins. I just did my Meowth for the day. Yeah, Meowth's great. I'm not that good at the Meowth stuff. I can't get enough coins out of it. You just got to match four. Yeah. Never match three. Always match it four. Well, if only life was so convenient that they would line <laughs> up that way. But that's not how it happens. Then you're playing it wrong. Yeah, you got you to set that up. It's all about the combos and the maneuvers. Oh. <laughs> Speaking about uh, from one free-to-play game to another free-to-play game, uh, Pokemon Rumble World still exists. Uh, I have not really gone back to it since the initial playthrough, but um, there are a bunch of codes available for Pokemon Rumble World. I think Bulbapedia has a pretty updated list of codes, but at least found on the internet, there's codes for Pikachu, Inky, uh, Wormpole, Trico, Charizard, Vaporeon, Flareon, Jolteon, Swirlix, Cubchoo. So these codes are either through the Nintendo Twitter, the Pokemon Twitter, the Pokemon website, uh, through the Pokemon newsletter. They're really putting these codes out here everywhere. I think, Bulb- like I said before, Bulbapedia has an overall list of the codes you can enter. If your codes aren't working, again, you have to be at level 4 to start entering codes. But Pokemon Rumble World, you can technically get all 720-some Pokemon. So might as well take advantage of the free codes because I feel like that that's the only way you're probably going to get some of these Pokemon. Yeah, I still play Pokemon Rumble World every day. Yeah? Yep. And I'm pretty sure, like, from the people that I get from Spot Pass, I'm pretty sure Andrew is still playing every day. Um, who else do I see? Adrian in Australia. Uh, she plays pretty frequently. Um, Greg, I know you gave up. I gave up. Uh, who else do I see pretty regularly? Uh, just some other folks. But definitely played- Andrew and Adrian. I see like all the time. Yeah, I've played every Rumble game. Like, I play them all, and I always get to the same point where I'm like, I don't like these games. But I still initially get them and play them. I mean, it's Pokemon. Yeah, I know. You gotta do it. (laughs) I don't think I've missed a single offshoot Pokemon game yet. Except for the park one. I don't think I... I didn't get Pokepark. (sighs) Pokepark is so good. I know. I don't know why I didn't get it. Pokepark is really cool. I think that's the only one that I haven't done. It's not too late. I know. Yeah, I just it's it's hard, especially like having a full time job and being an adult to put time into a game you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, like if I was like fourteen in 
uh, what are you in middle school when you're 14? Like you go to school, you come home, and you play nothing but video games, even if those video games are bad. Right. That's like my childhood. Uh, that wasn't my experience, but it's okay. We didn't have video games. Yes, you did. No, not in my house. I'm saying, like, oh. poor, you know, poor. Oh, like they existed. That was yes. We just didn't heck, have them. I started on Pong. Well, I had an Atari Twenty Six Hundred, but yeah, had, right, that, that we we held on to that for like longer than most people should have. It definitely into the NES days. <laughs> I Pong and Space Invaders. That was all 2600. I didn't get a Nintendo 64 until like the PlayStation 2 came out. Wow. I was oh, always same. Like a generation same behind. No, I actually got the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation 2 at the same time. For yourself? That's such a long and horrible story. We don't even <laughs> need to get into it. <laughs> yeah, but my first, like my first system was a Game Boy. And I played a lot of Kirby's Dreamland and a lot of Donkey Kong and a lot of Link's Awakening. Link's and- Awakening, definitely. That was my junior junior year of college right there. Link's Awakening. And a lot of other not that those are bad games, but I played a lot of bad games just because I finished the rest of the games. What else do we have in news here? Uh, Pokemon League is uh, being held in Russia for the very first time. I don't know if we have any Russian listeners, but uh, the Privet. <laughs> the first uh, ever Pokemon League will be held in Russia this year. This will include both the trading card game and the video game. Uh, only players aged eighteen of older are able to participate. That's interesting. They will have a regionals, which will be held in twenty major cities across Russia. Uh, from May 16th to June 7th, National Championship will be held in Moscow on June 27th. And I believe two winners will be invited to the National Championships, I would assume first place and second place. And uh, they will come over to, what is the, was it in Boston this year? Yep. In Boston for the World Championship. Um, two winners for the TCG. Uh, oh, for both the TCG and the video game. So four people total will receive invites, flights, and accommodations uh, for the Boston World Championship, which is August 21st to 23rd. So there you go. That's uh, that's interesting, uh, to say the least, that Russia is finally doing Pokemon stuff, and you have to be uh, at least 18 to participate. Probably wise. <laughs> So, I don't know if we have any Russian listeners, but uh, maybe. Um, Another bit of news, not really Pokemon-related, but could be in the future. Universal Parks and Resorts and Nintendo are to collaborate on a theme park attraction. Nintendo will will collaborate with uh, Universal Parks and Resorts to reduce a theme park attractions based on the Nintendo intellectual properties. Nintendo is most famous for... Being featured, Nintendo's most famous intellectual properties will be featured in major attractions at the Universal theme park. More dates will be announced in the future. No specifics. So I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah. Universal parks are really, really up their game. They got Harry Potter, they got Simpsons now. Well, I want to go. The main thing to, to think about is. 
they're going to have a Pokemon Center. You know they're going to have a Pokemon Center. Yeah, I mean, and for Pokemon to be the number two best-selling franchise behind Mario, how can there not be anything Pokemon-related? Yep, and they will sell substitute dolls, and we will finally be able to get those substitute dolls. Ooh, that's exciting. I mean, I will go to opening day if there is confirmed Pokemon Center and substitute dolls. <laughs> Does both both have to happen? Does both have to happen? Now, I know we certainly do have active listeners in Orlando um, who are fans of the Universal Studios theme park down there, so this may just happen. That's Florida, right? Like That's like right next to Disney World, but not yeah. like... Yeah. They're like, yeah, what, far. like an hour away from each other or something like that? Not even. Not even an hour. Ten minutes. I mean, Orlando's just not that big. And it's pretty much all Disney World and Universal Studios. Yeah. And so humidity long. and high long. temperatures and discomfort. And, uh, I mean, the people there are very pleasant. But it's not an atmosphere that like is designed for human beings to enjoy. I've never been to any Disney World or land. Have you ever been to Florida? Mm-mm, no, I've, I've been to California and I had a choice between Disneyland and uh, the, the San Diego Zoo. And I went with the San Diego Zoo. Interesting. And boy, San Diego zoo-, zoo is really nice, though. It's so big. It's huge. Yeah, I've only been to Disney World, the one in Florida, one time when I was like 30 old, 30 something, 30 something old. And I was like, I never enjoyed anything Disney. And actually being here does not make me enjoy it anymore. I'm not, I'm not a big Disney guy. Not a big Disney I guy. I love Disney. <laughs> I haven't been to Disney World in a long time, but I've been to Disneyland a number of times on trips to California. I'm also not big on rides, so that probably doesn't help. Oh. Is that why you don't go to the Dells? Well, the Dells is mostly like water parks, and I can't swim, so that's why I don't go to the Dells. How can you not swim? I can't swim. Why would somebody from Milwaukee have to swim? Because <laughs> of a giant lake? No, that's East Milwaukee. Nobody goes over there. <laughs> <laughs> the, Dells is, the Dells is fun, even if you don't do the water parks, because the Dells is so weirdly retro strange it's fun just to wander around there i mean i i have been to the dells and i was in like the water um, timber timber wolf lodge or something like that anyways I've, i've been to a water park and even at that time which was probably four or five years ago i was like yeah i don't really care to splash in water but water type pokemon are your favorites that's yeah i know isn't that weird it's like psychological maybe that's true. <laughs> You're drawn po- to the water and hate the water. Right. If Pokemon was real, you'd have to confront your. You could be of like a whole episode of the Pokemon cartoon see, of like, I-, I love water types, but I hate the water. <laughs> That's true. But see, if if Pokemon was real and I couldn't swim, but I had a water type Pokemon, I wouldn't have to worry about it because if I was ever in a situation, they would save me. Provided you taught them surf. But they, no, so the problem is they sugarcoat this because what really happens is if you're using surf and your Pokemon is taking you someplace in the water and then you have a Pokemon battle and that Pokemon faints while you're from the battle, (laughs) guess what? Surf don't work no more. Faint is faint. You're gone. You're either swimming yourself or that's it. 
That's why they have a robust Pokemon Coast Guard. I've never seen no Pokemon Coast Guard. It's behind the scenes. How do you, who do you think picks you up when you white out? Uh, <laughs> the government. The government, the Pokemon government, and the Pokemon Coast Guard. There are a lot of disturbing things about this like whole like o- o- government oversight occurring <laughs> in the world of Pokemon that's unmentioned. It's all behind the scenes, layers upon layers. <laughs> uh, speaking of behind the scenes, we'll take a uh, we'll take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll get Greg's thoughts on Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. We'll do some item of the week, and uh, of course, our Pokemon of the week as well. So we will be right back. Today's podcast is brought to you by. P-I-R-N, the Pokemon Internet Radio Network, streaming music all day, every day, from the Pokemon games, anime, and more. In addition to music, they feature interviews with players, performers, and other people who help shape the Pokemon community. Each day has a new playlist, so you can keep coming back to find new things. To listen, visit their blog at pirnradio.blogspot.com. That again is pirnradio.blogspot.com. And we are back from our break and want to thank our sponsor for this episode, PIRN Pokemon Radio. So you probably already heard that in the ad, so check out PIRNradio.blogspot.com for all your Pokemon Radio needs. Um, But uh, we are back to talk about some Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I think our listeners know by now that... uh, I'm not too big on Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Will did complete it, but Greg, on the other hand, is apparently a big fan of the games. I am a super fan of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but that's probably because Emerald is my favorite game overall. I just went and checked my old Emerald cartridge, and they have 393 hours on that cartridge. 393, (laughs) wow. I played that a lot. Now, but, I mean, the, did you go through both Ruby and Sapphire and yes. also Emerald back in the day? Yes. I've not missed a single game since I first started playing. All of them? All of them. The X and the Y? The X and <laughs> the, the Y. And the White and the, the black, black Two and the White Two? The Black Two and the White Two. That is far too much of an investment. Wow. Well, so you have to consider, I started playing with Red back when I bought, I was looking for something to play while waiting in line to buy Star Wars tickets with my brother. And I'd seen the commercials, and I'm like, oh, this sounds like fun. It's a role-playing game, and those are my favorite types of games to play. The commercials of, like, people putting Pokemon into cages. Yeah, it was bizarre. I'm like, okay. And plus, in all the comics I was reading, they had a lot of Pokemon ads and comics. I'm like, oh, I'll just pick it up. And I'll play it in line, and it'll waste time. So I fell in love with the game. So then I immediately went, after I finished Red, I immediately went and bought Blue. Then after I finished Blue, then I got Yellow and did Yellow. And so I'm there in the games because it's a role-playing game. I'm there for mostly for story because that's what I'm there for in all role-playing games for is to find out what's going on in the world and stuff. So I'm probably one of the only people in the world that were really I was really disappointed with Gold and Silver because it felt like the exact same game as Red and Blue. It had the same evil team they did the exact same things they took over a tower 
Johto mm. feel felt really cramped. It was such a small region. There was a lot of times you went back around to the same things. And so uh, they it got better with Crystal. I really liked Crystal. But overall, that generation, I was just sort of like, this is not a good sign for this franchise in my mind. I was like, this is not a lot of advancement. If, if every game is going to be Team Rocket doing something, this is going to get really old. So when Ruby and Sapphire hit, everything was different. Like, it was the first time I sort of looked at Pokemon and said, okay, they are willing to sort of alienate their core base to meet the new technology. They're going to create new teams. They're going to keep figure out what the basics are and add other parts to it, which they've done ever since. And with some success and some not, I mean, there are things that I wish they would keep that they don't keep, and there's stuff that I wish they wouldn't keep that they do keep. But Gen 3 was really where it sort of solidified that they are willing to go and explore and expand and take some risks with the series um, and see what works and what doesn't work. So I was really, like, Gen 3 really invigorated my investment into Pokemon. And since I've never, I played Ruby and Sapphire and then I played Emerald and I played Emerald to death. And then I played Diamond and Pearl and Platinum and XY and Black and White and Black 2 and White 2. And then I played now Omega Ruby and I've also played Alpha Sapphire. And overall, I, I want to say that I like Alpha Sapphire slightly better than X and Y, mainly because I felt X and Y had really weird pacing problems. Like that hitting the first gym seemed really quick, and then it was like this huge long thing before the second gym, and then a bunch of gyms right after. So it felt really sort of clumpy, like Ugh, how is this game paced? Um, so that kind of annoyed me. And so Having to go back to Omega Ruby and Apple Sapphire, which is probably my favorite generation, was just a lot of fun for me to go revisit the games that were really such a big part of my Pokemon experience and sort of really solidified my fandom of the game. And they did a lot of really nice things to fix what were some of the annoying parts in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I mean... I think it's an honest criticism in Ruby and Sapphire how much backtracking you had to do in that game. It's like you skip your dad's gym, go through the region, and then you have to walk all the way back. And the fact that they added your rival coming in and say, hey, let's just go there, and you would just go there, and they're like, okay, we're done, let's go back, was really nice. Um, and the fact that it also gave you the option, you could say no and just walk back there yourself, but it it helped sort of say, we understand that this... We did it to expand the time, so we're just going to kind of clip that out. But I think what really solidified what I liked about Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire was the weird Delta episode and what that meant for kind of the Pokemon games as a universe. The fact that they were willing to say that every sort of cartridge type was its own separate universe so that's why fairy type and mega stones exist here and never existed in those other games because they're not the same it also allows them to say hey we're going to make all the other games brand new in this universe and change things up because it what happened in those are contained in those universes and don't have to apply here so that was kind of 
an exciting turn. And it was also very interesting that they decided to make Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire happen before X and Y. And then also at the end of the Delta episode and everything, they set the world up to where it starts in Emerald. So Stephen retires or whatever, Wallace decides to take over, and they start... It's That was sort of like this interesting nod or maybe we're going to make an emerald, a Delta emerald because they set it up. So it was very interesting from just a story-wise what they did. And even the weird part, like the weird creation of Mr. Bonding, which was funny and completely trippy. (laughs) Agreed. It was so weird. It's like, go find a hollow man. It's like, yeah. What? And you walk across the street to this apartment where this guy is standing alone saying... Well, around to the other corner, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I have no life and nobody's in my life. And then you take him back to the people and they all touch him and give him his powers and he turns pink and excited and runs off. Like, this is bizarrely fun. Mm. And I also think they did a lot of really interesting, subtle upgrades in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Like, the fact that which I just learned talking in the Slack community, that the move rememberer will now remember egg moves, which has not happened before because I got burned in that while breeding in X and Y. Oh, that's cool. So, so the fact that you can now go, if you bred it and it actually gets, gets deleted, you can go back and say, I had bred that move there and it will be there for you again, which is a huge thing. The fact that they added different surf types, like if you're on a Sharpedo, surfing is twice as fast, which is, I just would love zipping around. I like flying on the Eon Flute and the Mirage Islands. I think that's a fun, unique mechanic that they added. Um, the fact that there's two daycares, one is on the Battle Resort right by the EV checker, and it's got a huge basic circle you can go around to just drive around and hatch and pick up your eggs, which makes breeding that much easier. So there was a lot of things that I think they added in Alpha, Sapphire, Omega Ruby that I really, really enjoyed. Um, I think they did Secret Base as well. It's nice that you can actually share Secret Bases through QR codes and that you can get them from people randomly and they update on your map and you can go see what people have done. Um, the fun joy of Blissey Bases, which I do love my Blissey Bases. I like fighting Blissey for easy leveling. So there's a lot of things in Alpha Ruby that I think they did really, really well. Yeah, I never thought about that, that where we left Looker, he was kind of like lost his memory. Yeah. And he's sitting in that hut at the battle resort. Yeah. But um, but then I never thought that this was actually before X and Y, and obviously X and Y, he has already set up the Looker Bureau and is living in... Uh, What's it called? <laughs> Lumios. Lumio City. I always yeah. want to think, think that it starts with C for some reason. That's so, Castilia. Yeah, because that's the better city. That's the better, um, <laughs> that's the better city. <laughs> you can get Castelia cones, man. Um, you find your way around. That city, Lumios, what made me crazy about that is they didn't make the various avenues unique enough. So it's so easy to get lost because unless you're paying really close attention, you're not seeing the very subtle cues that you're in Magenta Plaza or the Blue Plaza. So it's yeah. like 
I don't know where I am and it's a great big circle. And then they, they stick it to you even further by charging you for a taxi ride. Yeah. Well, at least it increases your style points. So you can get into the expensive boutique, which I never <laughs> used. Um, I was also thinking, like, one other thing about the Delta episode, though, is not they're not only saying that the different, I guess, game generations, if you want to put it that way, or, you know, different versions of the games are different universes, but still that they're related. Yeah. Right? Because they, the, the concern was that the asteroid would go into another universe and cause damage and harm there. Yeah, well, um, they, they kind of gave an explanation or acknowledged the fact that when you're transferring up through, you're actually creating these trans-dimensional warps to pull things through. And they changed what it says. So, you know, it says this Pokemon came through time and space from a, dif- from a completely different whatever. So the fact that they even went in for the details to add that in to kind of acknowledge the fact that this is, you're pulling from a completely different universe and they somehow have the technology to do that. Yeah, my Pokemon came through time and space because I got it off the original DS. <laughs> Man, it's all the way up to a new 3DS. <laughs> yeah. Talk about time and space. Wow. <laughs> I still have my silver DS, man. Oh, I do too. That's how I, I said every once in a while go back to my ruby and sapphire ones that I've had there. I had to pull my Mew from and my uh, Jirachi from there to get it into Diamond and Pearl. Because Diamond's the only one that I've ever completed a Pokedex in. I've never completed a Pokedex except in Diamond. Really? Even with the benefits of having the complete Pokedex in black, white, etc. onwards? With the charms and stuff? Yeah. I keep meaning to do it, but then I get I get so heavily into breeding that I get so focused on that that I forget, oh, I should be collecting these things. Yeah, I've never figured out breeding. I still I love haven't breeding, figured it out. And I, in theory, love competitive battling, except I just breed and never do competitive battle. <laughs> I just breed them, and I use them in-game. And then I just have them, like, oh, look what I made. It's so much fun. Hooray. Well, so I'm kind of like that, right? Because I did breed my entire team that I used to play uh, Omega Ruby just because I wanted those specific Pokemon to play with. But I didn't breed for, like, IVs or... Or any kind of special moves or anything. I was just like, I want a Volcarona. And <laughs> I want to play with a Volcarona from the start. So I'm going to breed myself a Volcarona. Yeah. Gen 3 was also when I got into IVs and EVs and how deep that was because of Pokemon Coliseum. And that's also when I fell in love with Rosalia. It was because of Mount Battle on Pokemon Coliseum at the top was uh, Kyogre. And I couldn't beat it. And then I was like, how can I do this? I don't know how to, you know, I hadn't really involved, delved into it very much. And somebody was talking about, oh, if you max out EVs, you know, you can really increase that stat. So I took Rosalia and I maxed out her special attack and her special defense specifically for that battle. And I still remember it to this day because it was so hilarious. Because you get to the top and he throws out Kyogre. And so they do the pullout picture and there's this giant blue Pokemon and there's this tiny little green speck and so it fired off Ice Beam I lived on two hit points I clicked Mega Drain and I killed Kyogre in one shot and I completed the 100 level 
battle quest and i'm like sold on evs and ivies <laughs> from that day forward i was sold i'm like i get why this is important so you didn't use giga drain hmm um i never even knew about ivies and evs until like july 5th 2012 so there's that i mean yeah, when i was- when i started it's super effective four or so almost five years ago i definitely didn't know about evs and ivies I mean, I didn't know about them until that night. We were at the Weber Grill, literally, and everybody <laughs> was laughing at me about the how I had leveled my Pokemon and my team. Well, the thing is, is what's good about the games is you don't ever have to do that if you just want to play the game. Yeah. It, it just doesn't come important unless you want to do the heavy set uh, competitive stuff. And I have my own opinions on the, how competitive works. You know, I watch all the videos about VGCs and stuff on YouTube, and you know, I have my complaints about it. But I think it's a good system. Um, it could use refinement, and I think they're finally taking steps to to limit that barrier of entry some, so that it's easier to do. And I think it's getting better. But I still do like that from a world standpoint that. There's this rand how they're bred, you know, in the wild. You're going to get a wide variety of different types of Pokemon, so it reflects a little bit more reality, as much as there's reality in Pokemon. But I, I like that system. I think it's a unique and interesting way to sort of build in uniqueness. That's, you know, the hidden potential of the Pokemon. I think that's a that's a fascinating thing that they've done. That's become overblown. But if you just want to play the game and get through the game, you, you never have to worry about them. It's just a nice added sort of nod to that the, how you train your Pokemon. It actually affects them. How, you know, they come with their own inborn unique abilities, and I think that's a fascinating sort of worldview of how the Pokemon world works. I mean, if I've never played Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, you definitely sold me on it. Well, that's good. But I have played it. I know you have played it. And the thing is, is a lot of people, I mean, and I, I get people's criticisms of it. I mean, everybody plays it for different reasons. Um, and they all have different expectations from it. And I, I can't say that anybody's criticisms of them are incorrect. I don't necessarily agree with them. Um, because I'm in, I play Pokemon for, you know, for the story, for the expansion of the world. And I think really, um, what they did as far as a role-playing game aspect, they did really, really well in uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I think they did a good job in X and Y, but X and Y was clearly meant to be an entry point game, much like Red and Blue were. That was a very basic story. Team Flare wasn't that big of an issue. You sort of kind of ran into them a couple of times, then they suddenly decided to destroy the world. You're like, oh, okay, I'll go stop that, and then back to my regular (laughs) game. It was kind of like, okay, it's just how the world works. So, I mean, so X and Y has a lot of good features in it, and I think the goal of X and Y really was to start moving Pokemon to be much more of an avatar-connecting game than Pokemon ever has before. So they're really trying to make it more personal. Um, And then I think there'll always still be room for the remakes for games that say, okay, but here's what else is happening in the world. Here are these characters. Here's part of the story that's not related to you. You can still have your adventure over here, but then here's what these people are doing over here, and here's how this person's reacting through it. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, one thing, and I think um, a lot of people are are the same. It's like I I can put down Pokemon for a while, right? But then, like just like yesterday morning, I woke up, I saw uh, Jeff Theed was on. Uh, I always say his last name the wrong way, uh, but I saw he was on in his. Uh, Alpha Sapphire, and I was like, "Let's have a Pokemon battle." And he was like, "Yeah, let's have a Pokemon." Battle. And like, we spent like half an hour just having a battle, and I got so like hype about yeah. just going in and having a fun battle. And so it's like still fun that way, um, even if you're kind of bored with the story. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, for a lot of people, the real game doesn't start until the story is done. Like yes, the game that's very, isn't, very true. It's just I have to burn through the story to get to the parts that I like, which is you know something that I think is very strong about the Pokemon franchise is that there are many different things to pull people into the series. Um, I like both aspects. You know, I it's there are sometimes where I'm like I just want to get to the ending and start breeding things because I kind of felt that way in X and Y because the story didn't really click with me so I was like I just kind of want to get through this get through these gyms blah 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 and get to the part that I really enjoy I want to find out what this friend safari thing is I want to look for things um, and so I felt that way with X and Y whereas I was really invested in auras in a different way yeah but we, you know what, what is like a hidden benefit of the interrelationship of X and Y in that you could with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, you could immediately trade from yes. the first minute, right? right? So you could get all anything you wanted prepped in X and Y and then bring it over to Omega Ruby and Alpha yeah. Sapphire and then play with that stuff right away. So that yeah. was a ton of fun. That was great. And then I did that when I did my uh, Omega Ruby playthrough, I did uh, Wonder Lock slash Egg Lock sort of thing. I bred a bunch of eggs in X and Y and then. I would roll a die and I either wonder trade what I caught off or randomly pick one of my eggs that I bred. So that's how I ran my uh, Ruby run through, which was a lot of fun. I don't know. That sounds evil. <laughs> wonder trade can be awful, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't trust. I don't do wonder trade. Yeah, I, I don't I, the same. Mm-hmm. I don't trust anything that comes through wonder trade. That is unsafe trading. And get all kinds of weird internet diseases on your 3DS <laughs> that way, man. It's possible. I, I will say that I did get a uh, legendary with the Pokerus through Under Trade. I'm like, well, this is clearly probably hacked, but <laughs> it, break, it, is, it did break my game, and I can still link it and, and, and uh, upload and download and sync. So it was a well made hack. <laughs> Yeah, I only got the Pokerist once ever in my life, like legit. I was, it was after I had gone through the Charge Stone Cavern in black and white. And obviously, this was when I was still a Poke noob, even though I had been playing for 12 years or longer. Um, and then I went into the Pokemon Center, and I, I guess somebody who I had interacted with in the Charge Stone Cavern had had the Pokerus. And so the nurse was like, Oh, you've got the Pokerus. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And I did nothing to preserve it. <laughs> I did nothing oh. to preserve it. I let it expire. But well, how do you preserve it? By putting it in the box, right? Yeah, but you, you put one in the box. Whichever one is in the box. Because the thing is, is it, it, will, it will go out at midnight. So when the day changes over on your thing is when it's quote-unquote cured. And I think it lasts for two days. But the weird thing is, is ever since Gen 3, through all my games, at some point I have always consistently, randomly in the wild gotten the poker us well congrats to you i catch shinies i don't get shinies 
<laughs> I don't get Chinese either. I've actually, I've bred, I've bred a shiny twice, and I caught one once. And that's it. I'm pretty sure I saw a shiny back when I originally played through Diamond and Pearl, but at the time, I didn't. I don't even think I knew what a shiny was. The only and time I, that shinies make me really mad is when you see them on a trainer that you're fighting, and the game decided to make that one shiny. That is, this is like taunting me. It's just, I'm like, why would you do that to me? Why? That's just mean. Yeah, shinies. Well, I think that was a good in-depth summary of selling people on Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire if they haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> I don't know if we're getting a Pokemon game this year, but if we don't, I feel like Fall will urge me to play go back and play it, if nothing else. I'm I'm going to predict it's Delta Emerald Z. They're going to combine Emerald <laughs> and Z and have two regions, Kalos and uh, Revisit to Hoenn in one game. It's It'll be called Zemerald Delta Zemerald. Ray. Delta <laughs> Zemerald. Delta Ray. <laughs> it'll be on the Wii U. Maybe uh, an announcement of Pokemon Z would make me excited to finish Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Doubtful. Yeah, I hope they do do a Z, and I hope that they add all the changes that they made in Auras into Z, and then add some more. With trainer customization, and yeah. it's a Pokemon Ranger game, so you don't catch the Pokemon in balls. I love the Pokemon Ranger games. There you go. I really wish that they would add the wild Pokemon just wandering through the universe that you see in Ranger into the regular games. I wish that too. Because it's so great when you see that. Although my arm gets tired doing all the circles. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I, I will guarantee you that, that I'm doing it wrong. Circle from the wrist, not from the shoulder. I know. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and you'll do And I could also handle another mystery dungeon. Nope. 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 Do you want to nope. know the level of my Pokemon depths? <laughs> I play, I've also played all versions, both versions of Mystery Dungeons games. Oh, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> this is, I play Pokemon with my life. <laughs> wow. So is Nintendo going to be at E3? No, if they do no. their at-home thing, their Nintendo Direct, then yeah, I don't, they don't so go to E3 anymore. That's kind of like the... There's rumors I keep hearing that they're supposed to announce something this week, but I don't know if those rumors are accurate or people just want something to happen this week. Yeah, I don't know. We can we can probably get more in-depth with E3 as we get closer because we're probably going to get less and less news until that time, unless there is some random announcement that happens. Breaking news! Pokemon <laughs> Ranger, Delta Ray Emerald. Yay! Uh, let's, uh, let's move on to our... Uh, Pokemon Center um, item of the week here. Uh, so we're going to actually do a shirt this this time because we haven't done a shirt yet. I th- I personally think that they're extremely overpriced at twenty four ninety five. They are. Uh, how much was the last WWE uh, piece of clothing that you purchased? How much did that cost you? Uh, I don't purchase shirts because I always wear hoodies. And so there's no point in me wearing designer shirts because no one will ever see them. You wear shirts under your hoodies. Yeah, but my hoodie is always zipped. That is so true. That that is why I can't buy shirts with things on them because people will never see what they are. 
But, but you, you will know. spend over $100 on a hoodie. Uh, the hoodie I'm wearing currently is $50, and it fits very well. I'm very happy with it. Wait, I thought your favorite hoodie was like $150. $140, uh, yeah, but I got it on Kickstarter originally for $70, uh, and the elbow ripped, so I cannot... I cannot endorse that hoodie anymore. You oh. are such an internet hipster that you buy clothing off of Kickstarter. This is insane. Well, I've when, done what kind of world? I don't buy nothing off Kickstarter except for Pokemon podcasts. Uh, this, this is you go to the store, you try on the clothes, and what feels nice, you buy. You don't speculate on the internet over the possibility that a company may be able to learn how to sew if you toss them enough bucks. Well, they already have products. Yeah, yeah. You gotta just. Do- I got my I got my beta brand rainbow jeans. Uh, how long? Do a little bit of research. Wait, 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 wait. Greg, yes. How, I you bought a t shirt two years ago, and it came what yesterday? Oh, well, okay. So it was a it was a bonus to something else that I was Backing. actually paying for was a web series and the web series has been out for a while. So they had that part I got. Like I got to see what they made. It was wonderful and fun and whatever. And then I literally thought they'd forgotten cuz I had forgotten that I was also supposed to get a t-shirt and then it came in the mail. I'm like, "Oh, that's right. That was my bonus for pledging at that level." Awesome. Well, my money is going to things that deliver results right away. Like Pokemon Podcast Patreon and PokemonCenter.com. I will say that I tend to only kickstart board games now on Kickstarter from companies that I trust, having been burned a couple of times through Kickstarter. I, I don't even I don't even back games on Kickstarter anymore because by the time they come out they're gonna be cheaper on like Amazon anyways. Yeah, but Amazon's evil, so I feel bad. So the Mudkip Hoenn first partner Pokemon Unisex Relaxed Fit Crew T-shirt is the <laughs> item name that we are re- that we are <laughs> reviewing. So, just so people understand, relaxed fit means you don't have to be healthy living in order to enjoy this T-shirt. Correct. Healthy living is important, but not necessary for the purchase not, of this T-shirt. Not required for this T-shirt. This is not required. <laughs> and the product details, looking at it. This little bit of copyright is absolutely amazing. Yes, the soft, comfortable t-shirt wraps you up in a little bit of Hoenn. The original Pokemon region returns with Mudkip as your partner on your own Pokemon journey. You can grab the Mudkip t-shirt today and find your own Pokemon adventure available in youth and adult sizes. When did Hoenn become the original Pokemon region anyways? Uh, 100% cotton fiber featuring... Mudkip, the spunky water-type Pokemon. Fits men and women. See sizing chart. Machine washable. Which is the most important part. Mm-hmm. Made in Bangladesh. Good, good country. Good for them. For, for making stuff. I wonder what the quality of the decal is. It looks good. Uh, yeah, so it has a Mudkip on the front and then a little Mudkip face on the back upper. A spooky nice Mudkip big face looking out the out of your back like it's spying on the person walking behind you. It's so cute. Like <sighs> uh, So two five-star reviews here. Uh, the first one by Puccina from Alabama. Uh, they state 
one out of one people found the following review helpful. Five Pokeballs out of five. Perfect. I really like this t-shirt. It's very soft, high quality, and fits perfectly. I just really like the design. The price definitely matches the quality. It's a solid review. Pretty solid. I mean, the price matches the design, so... It's quality for price. Now we know why they're charging what they are, because it's quality. I mean, I I don't think I'd pay that much, but... No. Uh, The next one is four out of four people found the following review helpful. Five out of five Pokeballs. Quality material with a well-stitched and smooth fabric by reviewer Whitney Miller, longtime fan, Salt Lake City, Utah. Wow, you knew that. SLC, man. Congrats. Mm-hmm. SLC. The design on the t-shirt is flawless. No issues whatsoever in color integrity so far and no peeling. It has been washed at least five times at the time of this review in a quarter laundry machine. Those are pretty rough on my clothes. My son wears it often and loves the feel and fabric and the design. We've decided that the blue designs around Mudkips are the sort of surfboard. The seams are doing great thus far, and I have no complaints about the shirt. For the price, I got what I expected, and I am satisfied with my purchase. Hmm. I thought it was his shadow. I mean, that's a pretty legit review. If you've that's taken a legit that shirt review. to a laundromat, hmm, 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 hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh... Surviving better than my Randy Orton Far Beyond Mercy t-shirt, so <laughs> there you go. Or That's what those reviews are telling us. Uh, I paid $25 for my Randy Orton Far Beyond Mercy <laughs> and t-shirt. And it's not holding up compared to these it, Pokemon shirts, apparently. True, correct. Apparently. I mean, do you wash your shirts inside out, though? Uh, typically, no, because I hate to do laundry, and paying even that much attention to <laughs> doing the laundry is more effort than I'm willing to put in. I mean, I will literally wear dirty clothes. I just <laughs> you should not get a pair of raw. You should get a pair of raw denim. You rarely yeah. have to wash them. No, because every time I, I mean, can I say this on the internet? But every time I get like jeans that you're not supposed to wash and stuff, my dog throws up and I accidentally <laughs> sit in it. You know, oh. I spent two hundred and fifty dollars on a pair of jeans that you're not supposed to wash ever and you come home from a night out at the club and you sit down and you're like, why is it wet? And it's like, oh, because your dog threw up oh, all over everything. So and now your jeans are ruined because you're not supposed to wash them, but you kind of have to. I mean, you you absolutely wash them if there is some body, bodily yes. fluid on said jeans. But usually with a pair of raw denim, you're not supposed to wash for at least six months. Yeah, that's very true. Not even soak, not even freeze, <laughs> nothing. Although the freeze thing was discredited, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 it was. I mean, it does, I will, it, they, they say that the freezing gets rid of bacteria and stuff, but what it really does is it just removes an odor. So that's important, though. That is important. Wait. It's very important. It doesn't make Wait. them any cleaner, but if your jeans have like a smell to them, uh, freezing will get rid of the the odor. Oh, stanky like, jeans! I, I mowed my lawn yesterday in a pair of my older raw denims, and they smell like grass. So I'm gonna put them in the freezer, and then they won't smell like grass. Why wouldn't you mow your lawn in shorts? Uh, because I don't own a pair of shorts. I knew that. <laughs> you don't own a pair of shorts? No, I never wear shorts ever. The only time I well, I do own a pair of shorts. They're running shorts though. Oh, but I don't want to wear those outside. Then eh, no, Mm-mm. no, no one doing um, yard work. I have a uh, a work shirt, one of my work shirts in the freezer. It's been there for about two months because I put a piece of not chewed, 
like still in the wrapper chewing gum in the breast pocket and didn't forgot that the gum was there. And then I actually washed that shirt and boy, that chewing gum became part of the shirt. You just throwing the shirt out. No, I love that shirt. All right, it looks enough. so good on me. And But the problem is, is if I don't see it, I don't remember that it's in the freezer. And the only time I go in the freezer is to get out some vegetables for dinner. And so <laughs> I just keep forgetting that it's in there for months and months and months. Amazing. So don't do that with your Pokemon t-shirts. Wear them with pride. Wear them out. Well, Wear your mudkips. Let's move on to our Pokemon of the week. We just had like this like, Fashion advice with <laughs> Greg, Steve, and Will. Healthy living fashion advice. It's the next podcast. Uh, Roserade, uh, Greg's favorite Pokemon. Pokemon Yay! Of uh, it is a dual type grass slash poison type Pokemon. Evolves when exposed to a shiny stone from Badoo. Uh, it is the boutique Pokemon. Now, Greg will have a uh, move set it's, for us. But, it is uh, the bouquet Pokemon. Oh, yeah. It is one. not the boutique Pokemon. <laughs> it's the bouquet. Is that what I said? Something you like said, that. You said boutique. <laughs> Did I? I? I feel like I need to go back. and I, I think you call me out on things I don't actually say. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> Either that or I just I can't remember the last five seconds of my life. That's more like it. Yeah, that's probably more like it. So, uh I'll read a little bit of the biology here. Roserade lures prey with a sweet aroma. The more toxic, the more toxic its poison, the sweeter its aroma becomes. Each hand has different toxins, but both hands can jab when near deadly can jab with near deadly power. It attacks with a dancer-like elegance and uses hidden whips lined with poisonous thorns. I think it's uh main main focus is special attack at 125 base stat total 505 no 515 sorry they actually upped it from uh yeah. generation 5 and generation It's very excited that she got a boost or he got a boost depending on what you breed. So I'm I'm a little confused about the whole Roserade deal here because Roselia which is the middle between Badoo and Roserade was available in Hoenn. Correct. But Badoo and Roserade are only available in Sinnoh. Correct. So do the Badoos migrate to Hoenn, evolve into Roselias, and then migrate back to Sinnoh to evolve into Roserades? Is that like some weird migration? There, there's probably some weird cross-pollinization going on. It also sort of states that in other universes, there were no shiny stones anywhere in Hoenn, in that universe, because they could never complete their evolution. No shiny stones in Hoenn? I just used one, like, the two weeks ago. In this universe, there are. In the original universe, there Oh, Lord. Now it's, it's all layers confusing. on layers. <laughs> layers on layers. Uh, what kind of moveset would you run on uh, on this, Greg? Well, there's two ways you can actually uh, run Roserade. So Special Attack and Special Defense are both fairly so- solid, and Roserade's pretty speedy at 90. Uh, so you can either go all-out attack, which is what I'm using right now, um, and your choice of moves. A lot of people use Life Orb. I don't like the chipping away of Life Orb, um, so sometimes they do Expert Belt. Uh, but you can either go Natural Cure, which I like when you 
pull them out of battle that cures whatever status they have on them, which is really handy for an attacker. Um, the one I'm using right now is Technician, because I like using Technician with Magic Leaf, which basically puts it up as a grass-type flamethrower. It changes the 60 to a 90, I think. So what I'm running on mine right now is Magical Leaf, uh, Leaf Storm, in case I need to hit something super hard, uh, Sludge Bomb to deal with other uh, types like fairy types, say a floor just that decided to get uppity. You could just <laughs> sludge bomb and take care of that. Um, and other uh, leaf types and uh, sleep powder. And since uh, Roserade's fairly fast, you can usually get a sleep powder off quickly on anything slower that might try to set up. Um, and then you can just sort of whittle them away with uh, your attacks. The other way you can go, um, which I've seen is a much more especially defensive uh, Roserade upping that special defense. And not great HP, but the special defense is enough that it can last a bunch of hits. So you'd use the Black Sludge for getting the cures like Leftover, a calm nature. And then you have your choice of various types of moods. Uh, Roserade's really good at doing entry hazards. Uh, Roserade has access both to toxic spikes and spikes. Spikes generally being better because poison is eh, up and down depending on how you like using poison. Um, but you can put something to sleep really quick and then use that sleep time to set up spikes. Um, since it has access to Giga Drain, you can heal yourself back that way. Um, and it also has access to synthesis so that if you need like an emergency and need to survive the next couple of hits, you can use synthesis to get your life back. You can Giga Drain to get them back, get life back that way. Sleep Powder to put things to sleep and build up your entry hazards. Those are all options. Uh, Roserade also gets access to Leech Seed, so you can Sleep Powder, Leech Seed, and then lay down your spikes if you want for especially defensive. So there's two really good ways of going with Roserade depending on what you need on your team. And Roserade's awesome looking, especially the shiny version. I yeah, love the shiny the version. The shiny is a uh, pink flowers in one hand, like a gray black flowers in the other. Yeah, it's really a great design. So would you recommend a Yachberry or a Payapa berry for Roserade? Yach um, being super effective ice and Payapa being super effective psychic. You, more things tend to have ice for grass types. That's usually generally people's first instincts um, is to use ice. So I, if you're going to use a berry and not uh, one of the recovery ones... Um, Go with the Yachberry. Yachberry. All right. Yep. Or the people Yachberry. also do if you really want if you like if you're in a upper level tier and you really just need to put something to sleep. Focus Sash is a surprise for people, so they should take her down in one. She can still get a sleep powder off because she survived one, and then Giga Drain and Leech Seed back to life. So it can kind of sit out there as an annoyance with that. Focus S. So I've seen that run a couple of times. Wait a minute. Budu only evolves into Roselia with high friendship? Yep. Oh, why do they have to make this thing so difficult? <laughs> because she's worth it. She ain't that worth that much. Well, well I, hope, I hope this episode was worth it to you guys. 
Yeah, there's uh, not too much trivia on uh, Roserade here. Uh, there's a costume worn by Rosie in Pokemon Battle Evolution that features Roserade. And she looked good. Uh, that's a couple other trivia facts, but we are running a little long, so we are going to wrap up here. I'm sure if you wanted more suggestions about Roserade, uh, you can join Greg in Slack, and I'm sure he'd be more than happy. Oh, yes. To give you the in-depth knowledge. I will talk about Rosary as much as I talk about everything else. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it was, it was a blast having you on. I think you lived up to your expectation. Well, thank you for having uh, me. For having the other Kickstarter backers. Will, where can we find you? Uh, on the Twitter at uh, Wash in the Sink um, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash speaker and on PSN. It's uh, Wash in the Sink again. And uh, since... We're starting to do more Wii stuff, uh, Mario Kart, definitely. Uh, that one's William GU. So just add William GU on your, what is that thing called? The Nintendo Network ID. Network. Put me on there. We'll, I, I will lose to you in Mario Kart. I may start playing Smash Brothers soon. So. Oh, my Ooh. Oh, oh, because I hate myself and I hate life and I want to suffer. That sounds right. Mm. That sounds about right. Greg, where can they find you if you want to be found? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Whitewing, W-H-I-T-E-W-I-N-G. I am I do have a Tumblr that I forget about all the time at Lysander, L-Y-S-A-N-D-R dot Tumblr dot com if you just want to see the things that I repost, because I don't really put anything there but things I find cool and artwork. I exist on Facebook, but if I don't know you, I'm not going to accept your friend code. <laughs> Uh, and I am on the Nintendo ID at Lysander, L-Y-S-A-N-D-E-R-0-3. Awesome. And you are on Slack as Greg. I am on Slack <laughs> as Greg, as, as Greg. Me. Perfect. Uh, again, uh, piggybacking off Slack, if you want to support the show, if you just want to throw a couple of dollars our way, you can go to patreon.com slash it's super effective. I will preface that, you know, episodes will always be free. We might do maybe a bonus 15, 20-minute episode for Patreon backers, but so far uh, the only exclusive access they're getting is the Slack stuff. And and if that grows, things might change, but every core episode will always be free, and we plan to keep it that way forever. Uh, no reason hiding this stuff behind a paywall. <laughs> uh, otherwise, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It is at DraggingTheLake. Uh, Thanks to our sponsors today and future sponsors and past sponsors that have supported the show. Thanks to our Patreon backers. Thanks to our Kickstarter backers. I can go on and on. If you want to follow the podcast, it is twitter.com slash Pokemon podcast. We usually run some news articles on the site, pokemonpodcast.com, but you can always listen to episodes there as well as SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash pkmncast. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on pretty much every social media, so I'm sure you can find us one way or another. Uh, otherwise, thank you, Greg and Will, for being on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. We are super, super gorgeous, effective. gorgeous. No, super Roserade <laughs> effective. Perfect. Too late. <laughs> <laughs>